I reach the courtyard of the large, spacious building. A black wrought iron fence surrounds the courtyard. It's meshed with barbed wire. I see the taillights of Quinn's vehicle heading up a path inside the courtyard. Enforcers in black lock the gate behind it and resume their positions. Now, how to get in? From my beat days, I remember school kids breaking a few of the wrought iron posts on the east side of the perimeter. I head that way and find the posts still broken. I carefully move the barbed wire around to make a hole for myself. My hands and arms are riddled with cuts by the time I get through. I make my way cautiously across the ground, being careful to stay in the shadows. The old utility entrance for the school is hidden behind overgrown shrubs and weeds. I find it unlocked and unprotected. From the utility room, I make my way to the brightly lit hallway. Chandeliers overhead provide a warm but intense glow to the luxurious carpet and windows that line the hallway. From my vantage point, I can see the large entrance room filled with well-dressed people. I see Quinn enter, but I can't make out who's with him. I turn to Lau and tell him I need to clean up from the dirty work. I go upstairs, I clean up. My stomach wounds have torn open from the running, and I can't hear out of my right ear. I shake it off the best I can and take a coat, emptying my pockets from the old one. I walk back downstairs and towards the party, but as I pass the utility room, I see a drop of fresh blood on the floor. I never went through here. I enter the utility room cautiously to see where it might have come from. Nothing. I look outside the utility door and see enforcers. No sign of trouble. I head back in. Yaley undoubtedly knows Lau and I have arrived. As I head toward the main hall, I see another drop of blood near an adjacent room, one I haven't been in. I look in and turn the lights on. Nothing. Maybe it's my paranoia. I head back and meet up with Lau and Senator Yaley. Sorry about your bar, says Yaley, smiling unsympathetically. He turns to me. Heard there was a casualty. Am I to understand all loose ends have been tied? I look at Lau, expecting him to confirm this. But he's been in the game too long to confirm something he hasn't seen. I nod. Yaley puts a hand on my shoulder, then gets close to my ear. Well done, Commissioner, he says. I'm about to give a polite nod and manage a thank you when a man appears right next to the Senator and whispers that there's been trouble inside the grounds. Yaley smiles at us. Probably just some kids, he says. He looks at Lau and I. Gentlemen, enjoy the party. You've certainly earned it. But I haven't. Not yet. I hurry up the stairs, perhaps a little too eagerly, and put a cigarette in my mouth to get focused. If Taylor's on the grounds, I'll need a bird's eye view from the roof, and this time, I won't miss him. I reach the access hatch and throw it open, a fresh burning cigarette in my mouth giving me clarity. As I get out onto the roof, a figure stands in front of me, leather jacket, and a 9mm in his hands, pointed right at me. You fucking snake. I trusted you. Breck. Brady. The Odeo Ghost. It was you. I didn't want you there, Taylor. Where was I supposed to be? You were supposed to be out of Odeo. I take a step toward Taylor, but he's unmoved. You think I'd abandon the operation after all the years I served in Odeo? You don't know this place. You were assigned a few blocks from men in suits who don't even know the game. You don't know this game. You don't even know how ugly this world is. 
I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what it's like watching your city die, citizen by citizen, citizens that you're responsible for. Crooked politicians gnawing at the soft underbelly of a city that once had promise, that had hope, a city I haven't given up on. Given up? Given up? What has this city done for you? Why do you care? Who are you to come back after 15 years and say anything about this city? You know shit. You are shit, Taylor. You should have gotten a bullet in your head. Why didn't I? You did Breck. You did Brady. You did Lau. So why am I the one here with a point on you, Quinn? You're sloppy and sympathetic. You called me off that night in Odeo, and you watched as the uniformed officers I sent in were gunned down. I called you off so you'd go back to your apartment and bury your face in your scotch. I don't need you. These people don't need you. This city doesn't need you, Taylor. I simply didn't need your blood on my hands. You weren't a threat to me then, and you're barely a threat to me now. I advance towards Taylor, and he takes a step back. How long since your last drink, Taylor? My hand quivers. The gun drops slightly. Realization of all my failures washes over me. A city that despite my best efforts to save, has plummeted into darkness and despair. The citizens I watched plummet with it. The cops I watched die needlessly for it. Then, I see the bright moonlight glinting off Quinn's untarnished detective shield. I remember my own shield, battered and dull after years of service before I turned it in. My gaze turns to Quinn's empty eyes. I move towards him. If there's even a chance in hell that this city Someday is even a shadow of its former self on the way to something better. I know where I'll stand with the men and women who died in these streets trying to save it 15 years ago. As I finish these words, I see a figure appear behind Quinn, unmistakable even in the dim moonlight. Lao. So, I really am the last one. He doesn't say a word, and he doesn't have to. I realized how he's played every surviving cop from the operation, including myself. His gun is already over Quinn's shoulder as I pull mine up. I drop left and his bullet grazes my right shoulder. I fire one shot as I lurch, dropping Lau and leaving Quinn dodging to his left. I quickly recover and keep my eyes on Taylor. His eyes are angry, but focused. Lau is dead. My stomach is in agony and my breathing strained. Taylor can clearly see my physical weakness, but I'm able to just slip my right hand from my stomach to my handgun without Taylor noticing. I meet his gaze and keep my eyes locked with his. Quinn's gaze is intense. I can see pain bursting from behind his cold and collected demeanor. I dodge behind a roof vent for cover. Another figure bursts up the stairway. I recognize it as Senator Yaley. I see him spot Quinn and shout something his way as he heads his direction. I take aim and fire a single shot, wide right of the senator. The senator is right in front of me, eyes filled with confusion and anger. He opens his mouth weakly, but before any sound comes out, a second shot rings. Yaley's life leaves his eyes, and his body slumps down in a familiar position. I see the kid whose life I took with the blow of a bat, careless of his own horrific deeds, and put down before he could do any more damage. I grip the handle of my unholstered gun tight, smile a sick smile to myself at the irony, and I don't waste any more time. I see Quinn's face twist as the senator lays at his feet. 
a determined smile, the last goodbye to the life he once hoped for. The young rookie, the boy from Odeo Heights, scarred forever by the city I hoped to bring back. I fire a single shot, and he staggers back for a moment, then falls to his knees, head down. I walk towards him, gun still drawn. I look at Taylor. Nothing good comes out of Odeo Heights, does it, Taylor? Something will, Quinn. He slumps down, the life leaving him, and brings one hand out as he rests, a blood-stained detective shield in it.